Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, Get Syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. <coughs> Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. AM830KLAA. Man, it's good to be back. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host, my co host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. Okay, good, good, good. And then we've got uh, our dear friend, uh, Mr. Carson. Do you know Mr. Carson? Uh... I do. He's a good friend of mine, and you know he's a rocker, so. Well, okay, well, yes. if, if he's going to be a rocker, then then we got to do what we do, right? And I don't mean sitting on a rocker. He's a rocker. Well, no, he, then we got to do what we do. Okay, so I know he was probably around when these guys were in kindergarten, right? Yes. <laughs> you were too. All right, here he comes. Without further ado, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Mr. and I mean Mr. Steve Carson. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio, and welcome back. And yes, I was there for that debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. I was very, very, very young. Still one of the highlights of my life. What year was that? That was 19, February 9th, 1964. Yeah, I was, I, I don't mean, you know what? I remember seeing the video. I, I would have been about, oh, geez. Uh, very young. I, I was born, but you were very, born. Yeah, I oh, was okay. barely born. Um, saw them later. I, I, I think it's still the, the the most viewed non-sports television item ever. Yeah, well, it, it was it was a show you couldn't hear. I heard because <laughs> everybody was all the women were were yelling and screaming. <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. All right. Well, anyway, let me welcome the other uh, the other resident that we got here. Okay. And you know what, Ron? I was in British Columbia, and I got a chance to see totem poles. Okay. The ones facing one way. Right. Right. And then also in the museum, they got some totem poles there. So buried below the totem pole, are we at six, seven? We're at six, seven feet. Let's go seven We're letting get back to six, but he has a chance to go deeper if you want. All right. Without further <laughs> ado. Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports and uh, IGFA and Western Outdoor News and now Fish Taco Chronicles. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I, the problem is he spreads himself too thin. And thank God there's a lot of them. Oh. Okay, so there's a lot to be spread. You like that? Kaboom. Oh. But you can't have all those accolades with a little neg- without a little negativity. Right there, uh, Earthworm? That is true. Very good. Very good. Okay, well, listen. Um, what a week. What a week. Okay. Um, I want to talk about so many things. 
Among them, I missed the, the storm here. I guess you guys missed it, too. <laughs> okay, it went inland. Um, earthquakes. Um, yeah. But good fishing. Okay, and I was up in British Columbia. We'll talk about that. But I want to get a little bit of a report um, from Andrew here. What's going on, okay, in the freshwater world? Yeah, so it's uh, it's everywhere. Everywhere is getting fish. I mean, you got uh, catfish down here, all the way up to trout in the Sierras. So if you're looking for trout, uh, a good spot to start would be Inyo County. Uh, all the Bishop area uh, was stocked this week, so you have like Bishop uh, Intake Two, uh, Bishop Creek, Middle, Lower, South, uh, South Lake, and North Lake, and Lake Sabrina. All were stocked this week uh, uh, by the department. Is Sabrina or Sabrina? Thought, Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina. Uh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was corrected because I kept calling it Sabrina, and the guy that that actually runs the lake looked at me and goes, "Sabrina is my ex-wife." We call it Sabrina around here, so I'm like, "Okay, sorry." Mm, I think it's Sabrina. That's probably yeah. why he why he hangs his hat in Tennessee. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I didn't want to push. I know you got that line. Uh-huh. I got it. Okay. Steve Carson, did you get it? Uh, I did not get it. All my exes live in Texas. That's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. Ah. Uh, oh, I get it. Okay. Put it's up a song. Up. No, it's a song. It is. It's a real song. It's a real song. Yeah. George Strait. George Strait, back in the day. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Sabrina. Yeah, so um, so basically, same way, if you're going to be fishing uh, Bishop, um, each area, I mean, you can fish it similar or you can fish it different, meaning that the lakes, uh, typically a lot of the people that are soaking power bait with a, a foot and a half liter on a Carolina rig, um, they're getting them on the chartreuse, uh, the peach color power bait, um, or uh, something even brighter, like a sherbet. Um, if you're going to be fishing the creek, all you want to do is find the big pools. Find the big pools. you got to sneak up to them. You know, don't just walk up, standing straight up and walk up to it. You'll spook all the fish out of the hole, and if they're not going to move, they're going to see you. They're not. They're going to have lockjaw. What I do in the creek is I'll use a, either a, a, a tiny panther martin, probably uh, um, probably the, the one-eighth size, throw it past the pool in the back, and then try to bring it real slow and get that blade turning and bring it right through the back end of the pool. And then you'll start seeing the fish come out and start, you know, chasing it. And then the faster, uh, the faster fish will usually hit it in the front. Typically, on a creek or a small river, the front of the pool is is always going to have the biggest fish. Uh, the reason for that, he's the biggest one, so he's going to be the one kind of running the. Sh um, so you always want to make a shorter cast first, and then bring it through there, and you, you most likely pick up the big guy. Um, uh, out of there and then um, kind of same story in Mono if you're going to go to Mono uh, you have uh, all the Mammoth Lake area so you got like the Twin Lakes, uh, Silver Lake and then up there by June you got Grant Dole, Convict um, and then uh, you know Virginia Lakes um, you know if you're looking for the fish there a lot of the places uh, again they're stocking almost every week if not bi-weekly so there's a lot of fish and then what they've been doing, like the, the lakes of the resorts, uh, they've been paying uh, to have the bigger fish come in. So meaning that the average size is five and a half pounds. Uh, they put them in uh, anywhere from five to around nine, nine pounds I've seen. And then sometimes they throw in a couple bigger ones, you know, like the, the double digits. Um, I've seen a couple of those caught this year. Um, but, yeah, it's the same thing. They're doing the same in Robinson Creek. 
uh, over there, they're putting the bigger fish as well. When I was up there a couple weeks ago, fish Robinson the same way. All the pools, you want to sneak up to them if you have to. There's even times where I'll get on my knees and crawl up to it and make a good cast right through it and try to get it through the front. And then usually that first cast, you know, you're going to pick out the biggest one. And then after a couple more, then you can kind of stand up and then throw it way back, you know, farther back there and, and pick them off that way. Um, a lot of options right now as far as uh, the Sierras. Now, if you're looking through or uh, looking for trout a little bit closer, uh, this is the first time it's stocked in many, many months. Uh, Kern County, uh, Kern County, uh, they just stocked Kern River, Section 4 and 5. Um, the reason why they weren't stocking there for a while because the water was so high and it was actually dangerous, you know, to fish in there. I mean, they're having, you know, people drowned every week. I mean, it seems like in there. So now that the water's kind of coming down just a little bit, um, they're starting to restock the fish again, and uh, the fishing is, is just phenomenal in all those areas. Um, if you're looking for the catfish, uh, a good spot for catfish, uh, Hesperia Lake, uh, they're stocking every week um, on uh, either Thursday or Friday. Uh, Mountain Lakes, they're stocking every week. That's actually where I'm at right now. Um, and then you have the regional parks. Uh, they're stocking as well uh, every week. They're actually still going on with their month-long catfish derby. Um, what they're doing is uh, all month long, they have uh, the three biggest fish caught, or the biggest catfish caught at, uh, at three spots. You have uh, Guasi, uh, Glen Helen, and Mojave Narrows. So biggest, biggest three throughout the month, and then you have the overall fish, uh, which is worth, I believe, it's 1000 bucks uh, for biggest catfish caught out of all three of those spots. Um, now from there... We're going to go just a little bit over for, I would say, the big catfish spot of most of Southern California, Santa Ana River Lakes. Santa Ana River Lakes has been stocking catfish nonstop, full truck loads every week, and sometimes they're even bringing in double trucks, meaning that they'll bring in one truck, you know, with two to three pounders, and they'll bring in one truck with nothing but six to ten pounders. And, I mean, these lakes, these lakes are stocked so heavy and it's how you want to fish these is all depends on the day and it pretty much depends on what you're after if you're looking for something they threw in on thursday there's no reason to cast a hundred feet out there because all these fish you know they're raised in three to four feet just like the trout are and they're going to be closer to shore what i would do is i would give a carolina rig soak put a nice chunk of mac bites um you know even if you have it, extra of the bite on Cajun, put some all that on there, throw it about, start about 15 feet out on a Carolina rig, let it soak uh, in 30-minute increments. Let it sit there for 30 minutes. If you're not getting bit, throw another 10 feet past. If you're not getting bit, another 10 feet. By then, you should be getting bit, especially if you're fishing on Friday. Now, if you're going for the stuff that has been out there for longer and you want to go rent a boat, they're, I mean, they're all over the place. And it seems like every week they're getting the double digits uh, to show up. And not just a double digit that's barely hitting 10 pounds. This week they had one, I believe it was 34 or 35 pounds. Uh, last week they had one that was in the 40s. Um, and what's cool about this place is all these big fish, whoever catches them, brings them up there, gets a nice picture, gets them on the scale and then puts them right back in the water. So Santa Ana River Lakes is a great option to go fish. 
Sounds good to me. Boy, Ron, mm -hmm. there's a lot of places we can go catch some fish. You know, and there's nothing wrong with uh, fresh water. Just, you know. I just like, I just always add a little salt. Okay. Well, Earthworm, keep going. Keep going. There's some good sounds. I just want to let everybody know um, if you follow us um, online on the web, make sure you go to Angler Chronicles, Friends of Angler Chronicles, and you'll see Steve Carson is giving you all the information. So as, as we speak, he's posting. For example, he just posted the difference between channel catfish, flathead catfish, and blue catfish, and constant, constant, constant information. All right, we got to take a short break, but I want to give a huge shoot out, uh, shoot out, shout out, okay, to Brett and Luke from Here Angel Stadium. Thank you for listening. They also watch the show. All right, we're going to take a short break, and Ron, we'll be right back, okay? All right, Angels Radio, AM 830, KLA. Where the working man does his best to provide safety and shelter for kids and a wife. Giving a little of his soul every day, making overtime to keep the wolves away. Angels Radio, AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30 this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, and as we went to breakfast, no, 
as we went to break. See what happens when I'm gone for a week, Ron. It's not the same on the phone. We're retraining him now. So Yeah. All right. So uh, as we come back from break, uh, we were talking about uh, freshwater and some great places uh, um, you can fish right now. And there's plenty of places. Uh, but I do want to make mention of the following. Um, if you want to get away today, and I, and forgive me, but I just found this out. If I had known earlier, I would have posted it. Casey Anglers is having a barbecue today at Leg Lake. Okay, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., they're providing all the food. So hot dogs, hamburgers, they're providing all of that. And our dear friend DJ, Tony Zalazar, who caught, a, by the way, a huge halibut on the, um, on the Enterprise this uh, Thursday when we did the Art Angler Chronicles Fishers of Men trip. Get a huge one. Anyway, he's going to be doing DJing, so he'll have some music there. And if you're going to go to Lake Lake, they say go to the West Side Parking. Okay, that'll put you right there where everybody's at. All right, so Casey Angler's Barbecue. All right, uh, let me go back to you, uh, Earthworm, and you may continue giving us some information. Yeah, so, so that so that you know kind of sums up the trout and the catfish. Now, there's other things that some anglers are very particular about and and there's different styles of how to catch them one of these fish and you can also get these in the salt one of these fish is a striper now mike sutherland i've talked to mike a few times he that's all this guy does is he like perfects catching the big the bigger striper over and over again he'll get them at the the more common spots but then sometimes he'll pull, you know, he'll pull one from left field like Lake Paris. You know, he's caught 20 pounders out of Lake Paris. And, and you know, in the past, in, in the last couple months, which is uncommon. They're there. Not a lot of people target him, but he can find them. Now, what he did ye- uh, yesterday is he went out to Diamond Valley Lake. Um, and Mike fishes, it's called, he uses a producer fly. And what it is, it, it, it kind of imitates... Um, like a hair jig, but it's a fly. It's uh, white and yellow. They have different versions, but the one they, they typically use is a white and yellow one. And how they fish it is they put it on uh, on lead core. Uh, uh, some people do it differently, but most people, how they do like one of these producer flies or a different kind of fly, is they'll run a lead core line, which is, uh, which is a weighted line. It actually has lead in it, and then it's surrounded by like the braided material. They put it, you know, they tie this fly on probably like a six to eight foot liter of mono. And they throw it behind the boat and they just troll it really, really slow. And this thing, it just, it just has this natural kind of like, you know, side to side kind of motion. And it seems like, you know, especially this producer fly produces big, big striper. I mean, this guy, Mike, he gets double digits all the time, it seems like. And a lot of smaller ones that don't even make it to the camera. And what's cool about Mike is no matter when he catches these double digits above 10, above 20 pounders, what he always does is he gets a good picture and then sends it right back where it came from so he can catch it another day. Uh, he definitely practices a lot of catch and release on these big fish, which is important, you know, to if you want to keep catching these big fish. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see, you know, how – these giants, you know, that, that come in through the aqueduct or, you know, wherever they come in, that they just get in these lakes and, you know, especially Diamond Valley, how they have so much, you know, food to eat. 
on top of, you know, eating the trout during the trout season and, and everything else in these lakes. So, I mean, there's a lot of options, you know, for catching these big fish. Um, you know, and then, and then, uh, Sergio, should we go try and stop at our favorite lake? Yeah, uh, we need to stop at our favorite lake uh, because right now this weekend, uh, this whole week, we, we actually ran the brand new Dream Extreme Fishing Derby episode. It was the 10th annual, and there's a lot of information um, about the city itself. I'm looking here, and um, hopefully Jonathan will call in, but there's a new date <coughs> for Taco Fest all right, folks, it's September 1st, 2023, which is coming up, uh, what is it, next week? Uh, actually, it's Friday, right, Ron? Um, when's September 1st? I think it is uh, uh, Friday. Okay, uh, from 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. downtown Main Street uh, in Lake Elsinore, Taco Fest. It's, it's a great, great event. All right, so... Highly recommend you guys uh, check it out. Unfortunately, Rhonda's car, I, I'm, I'm going to go, but Ron, I won't be able to take the Mustang, it looks like. Found a little leak, typical of a older car, a little leak in the um, in the oil. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, let's yeah, let's do that. So, everybody, pay attention. Taco Fest is the first thing that's coming up. There's going to be mariachi. We're going to do a, There's a lot of stuff going in Lake Elsinore. We'll give up more information in a little bit. But let's go back to uh, the earthworm, Andrew, and tell us about what's going on at Lake Elsinore. Fishing has been phenomenal. All through the summer, it's been phenomenal. If you get on that early morning bite to that evening bite, the catfish, they're big, they're angry, and they're eating. A common way to catch catfish at Lake Elsinore is definitely the mac bites. Um, definitely just soak it in the Cajun. It's, you know, same thing, Carolina rig. Um, you know, they've been stocking nonstop, you know, here and there with multiple species. You know, the city's doing a great job by keeping this lake. For the past couple of years, just... Stock, 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 and and every time, as you've seen during the show, there's so many fish that are caught. I mean, I think Ron, do you remember the number on just the first day? How many people you know weighed fish? It was I want to say it was like a new record or something for how many fish were caught as far as catfish and everything else. Well, out of all the boats, we only had three that did not weigh a fish that day, and then everybody else um, uh, had stringers. So. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, I can see right now, I got a message here from Jonathan himself saying, Lake Elsinore has cats, wipers, and more. So bring your bite on and fishing syndicate rod and something's fishy spray for after and make it happen. Launch Point is the place Time is now. You know what? Um, and I got some pictures there. He's got the wipers. He's got the catfish. Um, one of the beautiful things, uh, you know, having been doing this for year after year and having a great partnership with the city of Lake Elsinore, is that we get to see the progress. Okay? And when we first started, there was no stocking. And the stocking's been going on there now six years, five years, something like that. But you're beginning to really see the fruit. Okay, uh, of of all this. Okay, it, it's they plant. Yeah, real, real, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, prime example of how crazy and how awesome the fishing is. You know, you keep saying, you know, you're, it's it's there's fish everywhere. All these years are reflecting how much. Well, I think one of the best examples of of how many fish are in there 
was when Jonathan Oliver Skinner actually caught a fish during Dream Extreme. That just tells you how many fish are in there. Okay, listen, I'm assuming that he's listening. <laughs> And he hasn't called in yet. Um, I don't know why he hasn't called in yet because, I mean, now you're going at him. Okay, I haven't even started. Okay, but you're going at him. So, uh, Jonathan, if you're listening, you better call because um, you know, there is. I do. I wish he would call because I have some questions for him. Um, one of them is, you know, did the rain do anything to the lake? I know he spoke to Ron, um, but I like to hear it. You know, if you don't hear from him, Ron, you can give the report. Okay, um, just what's going on? Because there's a lot of stuff going on while I was not here. And um, I just love that lake, you know. And uh, I too, too. It's just really casual there. It's just a, it's a really great staycation. It, um, they just make everything so. Yeah, no, and what you easy. know what I want to do? I want to, I'm going to get two jet skis from JT's rental, okay? And we are going to have a little race. Oh, I, oh, really? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when it comes to speed, I, I have no fear. I mean, you, okay. you see me driving. On, yeah, I have no fear. Um, and I do, I'm taking bets on that as well. Okay. And uh, I've lost some weight now, so I'm a little lighter. Okay. Okay. Mm. I just, I can't wait. I want to jump. I want to I want to get a little wave and jump. <laughs> okay. Whenever you're ready, Leilani, go ahead and cue him up because you know what? <laughs> uh, well, I'm We need a theme song for him. Oh, I have one. Oh, we do. I have one. You 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 don't remember this one? No. Ah, oh, well. How could I? How could I forget? Cowboys ain't easy oh, to love, yeah. and they're hard <laughs> to hold. You know what the name of this song is, Ron? Ron? Don't let your babies grow up to cowboys. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be Dallas Cowboy fans. But you know what? We do love them. So, without further ado, the director of community services at City of Lake Elsinore, Jonathan Oliver Skinner. Good morning, sir. Good morning, you guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, you, you, ha you have your <laughs> yeah. You have your own theme song, bro. Yeah, and I appreciate. That. Boy, aren't you? Aren't you lucky? Actually, it's a, it's a, it makes me so happy. I'm, I'm I'm dressed in my best Dallas garb. My son and I. He's he's uh, in from. Texas. Oh, nice! In the army, and so he brought he brought the family, uh, and we're going golfing this morning. All right, um, but of course he's a Dallas Cowboy fan as well, so we're both uh, decked out in that. Right? And our, uh, yeah, but usually it's your fault. Stuff. We have a tea time at six thirty. It's that? your fault that he's a Cowboy fan. Yes, I it's always the dad's fault. It's always the dad's fault. Okay, always, and my grandkids are, are Dallas Cowboy fans too, but. Um, yeah, so... Okay, listen, yeah, I know you got to go at 6.30, but I need you to hold on. I can hear the music. i got to go take a break. Come back. I want to hear more about the city. I want to know what the what the water level is like. I know you still got water coming over from the lake. I, there's so much going on over there. I want to get it directly from you. So hold on to the phone. I'm trying to get there on Friday night. I want to get to the, the Taco Fest. So hang on tight there, Jonathan. I'm going to take a break. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. in my brain Still remains Within the sound of silence Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn Style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the Fuel Style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AM 830. For that thunder. All right, folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM at 30 KLA, the Sanger Chronicles. And let me bring back Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner, Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore. All right, Jonathan, you were uh, going to start telling me a lot of things. I want to know a lot of stuff, so sh- give it to me. Yeah, so first off, just want to thank you for the Dream Extreme Fishing Derby video. Amazing job that you, John and you and Mac and, and Tony and Ron and everybody did on that. It's, it, it highlighted how great our lake is, how great the fishing is, how much support we have from the fishing community for the city of Lake Elsinore. So I want to thank you for that. I uh, shared it with, of course, uh, Catfish McGee, uh, with Jason, our, our city manager, and the rest of the team. And so it sparked a lot of people going, uh, Hey, let's 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 uh, go down to, to Lake Elsinore. So, um, as you mentioned, uh, just real quick, the, the Taco Fest is uh, we had to combine it with our uh, car show. We have a, a, a car show on Friday, 
uh, from 5 to uh, 9.30 uh, down Main Street. It's going to be pretty awesome. We have a lot of different events coming up. Of course, the Maniachi Festival with the uh, world-famous uh, Sergio Angle Chronicles um, conga line. No, not conga. It was, what, yes, what, conga what was line. Sergio? Conga line on the Mariachi conga Fest. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you know, and and uh, to have uh, Angler Chronicles there, it's going to be awesome. The fishing, um, you know, I'm really blessed to be able to work for a, a city that has a lake in the middle of it, and I'm an angler. So every morning, pretty much this whole last two, three weeks, I've been getting up, uh, getting to the lake about 6 o'clock and, and fishing for an hour and a half before I have to go in. And the the bite has been really, really great. And you want to talk about um, an attractant that works on everything is Bite On. Tony has created something that uh, fish in, in Lake Elsinore love. And I did a little experiment. I had the these uh, meatballs from uh, from day camp that were a little old that we were cleaning out. I'm like, I wonder if this could work on, on, uh, on a meatball. I caught a, a three-pounder uh, catfish on a meatball dipped in bite on. So that shows you <laughs> that that shows you that this stuff is is like incredible and and it and it works. And it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and that stuff I talked about, something fishy. Uh, Derek is a, is a guy I met. He actually was at the um, uh, Bart Hall show. And it's a it's a spray that, that you use after you fish. You know, I go into work. And so uh, when I before I got this stuff, it's like, hey, you know, we know you're fishing all the time, but you really need to bring a smell with you. And I'm like, oh, man. So I found this guy on, online. Uh, something fishy, and it's something that you spray on your hands. To well, not only on your hands. Let me, let me give you. Yeah, I use it all the time now. So here's another thing you can do. I mean, especially now if you're going on some of these party boats, and there's so much tuna, there's so much blood, there's so much guts, and you're you're trying to catch your fish, you can't get away from it. You know, the hose comes by, and if you're like me, I don't wear boots, so I may wear either water shoes or I've got these mesh. Uh, tennis shoes that dry really quick. And so no matter what you do on your way home and they start to dry, it's going to produce a little bit of um, aroma. Well, you can spray those directly on the fabric. Okay, They're not just meant for your hands. And it's got a very distinct, pleasing smell. But the the smell actually activates the uh, cells in the bad odor and it, it, it breaks them down so there, there's the good smell you 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 actually smell is because the it's working okay and it, it really works well on your shoes your hands everywhere yeah but anyway but but bottom line and you said it the key to fishing lake elsinore is two things you need two things and i said it very clearly a couple of times uh during the show structure and bite on you have those two things you're on you're in the money okay so if you can find some structure Sergio yeah I I just want to correct you my third thing is my uh, fishing syndicate rod you know I have my my bass rod dude are you getting paid by these people because I'm are you you sponsored now you know what here's here's the thing I just recognize game game is 
Angler Chronicles. They brought people to, to Lake Elsinore mm-hmm. to continue to be, be, being people in Lake Elsinore, not just for the fishing, but for Mariachi Fest, for Winter Fest, mm-hmm. since Ryan got his, his uh, wave down perfectly. Um, you know, uh, Fishing Syndicate, I've used a lot of different rods. Mm-hmm. It's been so successful for me. I'm giving love there. Same yeah, no, with, and uh, not only that, and I'll tell you what. And, and accurate. Yeah, you know, I it's, haven't. It's really uh, great, but. For, for, but for, for this particular event, he brought out a brand new um, feather light rod I was using. And I um, mean, I was catching catfish on two pound test, probably not the best thing, uh, but we're catching them, okay? And it was the sensitivity in those rods. You know, the products that we use, folks, um, for the most part, we're not paid, really. Um, buy them. Uh, you know, we use their, their their stuff because we like it. You know, why do we use owner hooks? Because we've been using owner hooks before we had Angler Chronicles. Um, you know, prior to Fishing Syndicate, I used a, a, a full array of different um, rods. Okay, uh, but you know what? When they came on. The scene, I went out, I tried them, and for me, they are the best. I mean, I have, I travel with them. They, they came with me to British Columbia. They'll go with me to the, the East Cape. They travel everywhere I go. And then, you know, uh, Steve turned me on to quite a few spinning outfits. Rhonda loves her spinning um, reels. Uh, Steve, do you remember which, which ones they were? It was a 4,000 and a 2,500. Yeah, she's got the uh, the Pan Passion series reels, right? And uh, uh, the twenty five hundred size is kind of her all around freshwater size, and uh, I think she's got a four thousand size, which is your light salt water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that she likes to throw hookup baits, and so that's a four thousand size is excellent for you know all your inshore fish like calico bass and halibut, and even white sea bass if they're not too big, and and out. Offshore, under tail patties, catching Dorado and catching Yellowtail. Not a tuna reel, really. <clears throat> and the Passion Series, because it's for Rhonda, that's kind of the, uh, uh, it's, it's a slight modification of the Battle Series, which a lot of people know that one. That's very popular. Uh, with just a little bit of pink accents. Not They're not fully pink. They're not Gersh. They're not Barbie. Mm-hmm. They just got like a little pink handle and a, and a couple of uh, small... Uh, uh, pieces of trim. Well, I'll tell you what, they'd be uh, ideal matching Ron's boots. Ron, Ron has his pink boots. Pretty uh, sure I haven't seen Ron's boots. Oh, they're pink. They're pink, and I, he uses them uh, to, uh, for breast cancer you know, awareness, so that's really good. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, it's really good. Then they would match. You're, you're correct then. Yeah, I, th- I just think that that's just the excuse to wear yeah. pink. Okay, like 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 his hair. Don't go there. He, you're saving your hair too, but yeah, but it looks good on you. I mean, you like it. That, that's good for you, you know. But anyway, let, let's bring it back. Um, you know, there, there, there's a very famous or soon to be very famous singer that loves Ron's hair. That that's right. I even talked to her. She even told me. Yeah, that was that was uh, I was I was impressed. Nobody else nobody else got that kind of a compliment. Only Ron. Okay, all right, but let me let me go back to Jonathan. Okay, uh, so Jonathan, yeah, I mean, we we love everything we use, and you know, bite on. I think when it comes to to lake fishing, the bite on is what everybody talks about. What wins the the tournaments? 
whoever's using Biden. So I think, you know, the one good thing, if I had to break it down to two things, find structure, use Biden. You use that combination and you're going to catch fish at Lake Elsinore. Okay. And I mean, everything. I mean, I've seen them take a Thomas Boyant and dip it in the Bidon. So everything, everything, everything. So, yeah. But, Jonathan, uh, the lake is very healthy. Did the water level go up with any of the rains that we had? Yeah, you know, that's the one good thing. You know, as you mentioned, Hillary is a little bit of a bust as, as far as what they thought it was going to be. But what was really great for us is um, we, we got some, some pretty good rain on the lake, but Canyon Lake got, got a nice... Uh, nice dumping and up the watershed San Jacinto got got some water so we've been getting uh, the overflow from Canyon Lake for the last couple of days oh, wonderful. and we went down so I think you remember um, when the season first really started we're at 1244 almost 1245 well we dropped down because of the heat and everything down to 1242 well we're inching our way back last time I checked it which was yesterday morning we're already back up at like 1243.4. So, you know, this is good for us, you know, and we're supposed to have this El Nino coming in. So we're going to have good water for a while, which means a lot for our fishery. And, you know, the, uh, when Mac was talking about um, fish stocking, you know, we've done it consistently over the year, not as much as others, but it's been really fruitful for us. You know, I, I, I mentioned I go fishing almost every morning. I got a buddy, Dave, we're told that I go out with every morning and uh what's happening is we're getting a lot of little little bites from little cats mm-hmm. which tells you you know we're uh there's they're spawning and stuff in the lakes and, and so it's really good and yeah even though mac you know mac daddy daddy mac gives me a little grief he's got to bring his bow <laughs> up because we got uh the, the carp are, are a little hungry for some uh, arrows all right oh i'm on my Will you get me a permit to shoot my 50 cal? <laughs> yeah, it'll be for another lake, but sure. <laughs> no, listen, but I, I guess what we're saying, I mean, there's just and there's just a lot of fish, and there's many ways of catching them. You can even, if you can't catch them with a rod and reel and line, then I guess you can shoot them with an arrow. You yeah. Like, you like that earthworm? That was at you. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. Huh. You didn't hear nothing. But anyway, um, tell me about. Uh, so, so it's going engine back up. That's a great sign. Uh, I saw some photos of the wipers. What are the average size of the wipers that are coming up? Now that the average size is is about fifteen, fifteen and a half. We're still looking for that elusive eighteen and and, and, and bigger. You know, the old wives tell, yeah, well, I, I, I had one that was uh, 22. Did you get a picture? Oh, you know, my camera ran out. Well, that's, if you don't have a, a photo, it didn't happen. So, but they're about 15, 15 and a half. And this is just over at, at launch point, you know. Uh, from time to time, I go ahead and rent a boat, and we'll, I'll go to the other side. They're still around that size, but, you know, something that, that people need to remember, when we first started stocking them, they were the size of your pinky. And now they're they're uh, fifteen and a half. So you got to figure these ones that we stocked several years ago, the big stocking that we got. What was it, so in February or something like that? Yeah. From, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, uh, Fish and Wildlife, forty-six thousand head 
of six to eight inches. So, you know, those things are going to be getting pretty big too. And, and um, we're doing a stocking this Friday of catfish, bass, some crappie, uh, some crappie. So we're starting to get back on our on our stocking. And, and of course, we want to be ready for the 11th annual June Extreme Fishing Derby that's going to be up uh, next year. So. Um, you know, I got to get going. My, my boy, I, I miss my boy. I'm really proud of him. He's uh, he's in the army, and he's here visiting with uh, his family. I'm taking my grandson fishing at Lake Elsinore tomorrow morning, so I, I got a, a couple of busy mornings here. But for Lake Elsinore, if you need our information, uh, www.lake-elsinore.org. Please come visit us at Launch Point. We're really excited. We have a lot of things happening. A lot of things coming up new. That's uh, Launch dash point with an e dot com and give us a call at city hall or my office 951-674-3124 extension 266 um, i'm be listening I, I won't be on but tell danny jackson and john and, and and everybody thank you so much for that dream extreme fishing derby i was a little worried because I, I know uh uh when i brought my fish up i i, I thought uh there's going to be a lot of clowning. I tell you what, Danny and John and, and Sergio, you guys, we clean it up pretty good. So I want to <laughs> we clean it up. <laughs> you guys cleaned it up nice, and and just uh, you and, and and William. I want to thank William Johnson for that fishing derby. It was awesome. The videos of you and William, uh, and I think Ron was even on the uh, on the jet skis, and, and Mac on the on the boat fishing over there and on the, on, the, on, the, on the south side. It was all great. All right, well, listen, you have yourself a good one. Go enjoy your son. Tell him that we remember and we uh, thank him for his service, folks. And uh, go do your thing, okay? All right, music is here. I got to go take a break, folks. This is Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. Angler Chronicles, we'll be right back. I'll make my final stand. Yeah. That's why they call me Hi everybody, this is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. 
Attention anglers. Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods. The manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate. The rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate. A proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. You need Kool-Aid. Do you need Kool-Aid? I do. I need Kool-Aid. Hey, Earthworm, you need Kool-Aid? What was your favorite Kool-Aid? I definitely need the Kool-Aid. My favorite Kool-Aid? Probably orange or cherry. Probably. I don't remember, yeah, oh, the lime. My, Kool-Aid, all, all Kool-Aid was I know. good. Great, especially okay. when you're hot. And, mm. Okay. Uh, Steve, you were there when they invented Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, but um, Bob, I, I remember when they used to have the commercial where uh, they they drew the little picture on the, the picture of the Kool-Aid dude. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I was. He always kind of scared me. Well, you know, I, I do know, and I did I did get it that you were you. I said you were there when you they invented oh, Kool Aid, but you were actually there when you they invented water, right? Oh, oh, ow, 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 ow! ow. Earth, wow. the earthworm is enjoying this because I'm not picking on him, but it, it'll happen. It'll happen. All right, let me uh, let me bring it back to. Um, What's been going on? There's a couple of things that I, I, we need to make mention. We'll do this before the end of the hour. So let's start with perhaps a big, one of the big ones for um, coming up. And uh, well, let me remind everybody today, Casey Anglers is having a barbecue at Leg Lake. Okay, go to the West Side Parking. It's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. They're providing food. And our dear friend DJ Tony Salazar will be playing. But then this Tuesday, Ron, we go to Taco Tuesday. Okay? And Taco Tuesday has been a staple for us for probably, I don't know, probably going on, you say, six years? Yeah, six, seven years. And we really love it because we get a chance to raise money to buy shoes. Okay, and provide them to not only the community down in Mexico, but also to kids here locally, Anaheim, Compton. We've done um, Moreno Valley. I mean, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And when we say kids, we say 700 at a time. Okay, and these are pre-screened kids that are poor, and we're able to give them brand new shoes. So. I want to thank everybody that comes out and supports us because you make this happen. So Taco Tuesday is this coming Tuesday at Michael Sports Pub and Grill. What's the address, Ron? 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. So it's basically uh, West uh, Golden West and the 405 Freeway. Okay, so get off of the 405 Freeway, go south one light, you'll be there. Okay, that's Taco Tuesday. And then uh, Thursday, we've got a trip on the Helena. It's a limited load, I think, we with 10, 10 people we take, Ron? We are taking 11. Oh, we're taking 11, okay. And it's this Thursday. We may go looking offshore. Um, I don't know exactly what, what they're planning, but we'll figure that out. Uh, we do have, how many spots do we have for this? We have two. We have two spots. So real slowly, Ron, give them the number. If, they're, if you're interested, call this number, leave a message, and then Ron will call you back. 714 
or you can go to anglerchronicles.com, okay, and just go to the AC Schools tab and just scroll down. It'll be there. But one more time, give them the number. Area code 714-969-9750. Okay. Then, the Ocean Odyssey. We've got something really bizarre going on here. Our two-and-a-half day, which usually sells out in March, which was sold out in March, um, this is the one that we film for an upcoming episode. Okay? And it's the Ocean Odyssey. It is September 5th through the 8th. There is only one spot available. Ron, one more time, the phone number. Uh, area code 714-969-9750. And I want to, those two spots that we mentioned last week, we got filled, but then we had somebody else. Um, right, because now we on. only so have one. We have one spot. Okay, yeah, that one sells out. Or you can go up once again to anglerchronicles.com, go to the AC Schools tab, Hit that, and I'll see all, all the schools there. Okay. And then a little bit further out, the Clemente. We're going to do a three-quarter day trip on the Clemente, September 14th. I saw some photos posted on fa- on Facebook this week. The Clemente's been going to Catalina yep. and really taking advantage of very good bass fishing and some yellowtails in the mix. So that's what's going on. That, I think, takes care of the housekeeping right through September 14th. Then we leave. Well, then we have September, 20, September 21st, we have the Victory, which is uh, a Fisher's Amend. All right, so a right. Fisher's Amend. And you'll, you'll have to, as we come close, I'll be heading down to the Tuna Shootout down there, and then you'll be joining me for um, the shoe giveaway. Right. But anyway, Taco Tuesday, folks. Taco Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, okay? Come on, guys, come out to this, and let's just have a and good then, time. And then, and then come fishing with us on the Helena. Okay, on Thursday. Okay, now we got that done. So let's go ahead and put uh, put put some sugar, uh, some salt sugar, on this. Huh? But it's pour mm. some sugar, pour some salt on me, because this is salty time. All right, so I want to start at the obvious. Bluefin tuna, everywhere you look, just about every boat's coming back with limits. Fisher 40, 60 to 100, 200 pounders. So that, that, that's a broken record. But Dorado started to show up, okay? And I've seen some really tiny ones that I wish they wouldn't have gaffed to some very, very healthy 25, uh, possibly even pushing 30 pounders, at least from the photos, and also very good quality Yellowtail. So when you go to these trips, anything overnight and, and and more, you need to be prepared to be able to catch a 200-pound class tuna to a 20-pound dorado. Okay, so you got to be ready and yellowtail as well. Most of the fish, um, and you guys, um, Andrew and uh, Steve or Ron, if you guys heard anything different, let me know. But my understanding, anywhere between the Cortez, Tanner, and the backside of Catalina is where most of this action is happening. Um, there is some action up in San Francisco, San uh, Sacramento area. I'll leave that for Steve in a moment. Uh, but, Steve, I think beyond the tuna, Dorado, and Yellowtail, there's another mix. We were talking about this with Andrew. Albacore, more and more of a sprinkle of albacore. Should we get our hopes up? No. Good. That's why. <laughs> that's the short version. No. Okay. Um, unless 
when you get on the freeway, when you get on the five freeway, um, instead of heading south, <laughs> yep. I'm assuming I'm assuming everybody is in Orange County, standing right next to you. Um, instead of going south to San Diego, you can go north. And Sergio, just a little hint: there are no tune in Sacramento. Well, well, it's about it's about eighty miles inland, but there are. A lot of bluefin. Oh, I said I did um, say Sacramento. I was with my family. I'm sorry. I said San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are a lot of bluefin and some albacore uh, out of San Francisco. More bluefin than albacore, but there's some where the where the albacore are are even further north, up out of uh, uh, Fort Bragg, which is you know not quite at the Oregon border, but it's getting there. And uh, that's where the albacore are, and there's a lot of them. Um, and that's the thing is, is the albacore population is very, very, very healthy. There's a lot of them. Uh, our older anglers will remember back in the 1980s, we had several years with no albacore at all. There were no albacore anywhere in the northern hemisphere. They were toast. They had been uh, fished to a fair thee well with monofilament drift nets. Ordinarily, albacore can't be caught with nets, but they can be caught with those, kind of like strip mining the ocean. We were a little worried. Now there's lots and lots and lots of albacore. It's just a matter of condition. So the albacore migration has shifted north. There's plenty of them. Um, the people that keep wishing that we had albacore in Southern California should look at the pictures of all the nice albacore they're catching in, in the north and try to remember how small they are compared mm -hmm. to bluefin tuna. Correct. So if you um, want size, yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, hey, before, uh, we've got about uh, less than two minutes to go before the break, but I want to make sure I send a huge shootout to a program that I love dearly. Um, and this is going out to Tony G. Okay, you know who you are, my brother, my, my orange brother, because his favorite color is orange. Everything that you see is orange. Um, and he's with Fish for Life this morning. They're taking uh, special needs need kids out. Um, he says out of Dana, out of Dana. So he's probably on the Dana Pride and um, or the Clemente, and they're taking kids out. I love when they do this. Okay, and uh, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Tony. Keep up the good work because um, we can't be everywhere. Okay, so thank you for, for doing this. I, I, I've been privileged to attend several, Ron. We've done quite a few of those, yep. and it's always been um, a great thing. Um, so, okay, having said that, uh, we've got about one minute left. Uh, so is there anything you want to say before we go, Ron? It's one minute to go. Yeah, everybody jump on the El Dorado. Just get out there. Yeah, but we'll give okay. a full report on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll give a report. I just I tell mean, you, they're hot. Oh, they've been doing limits and limits yeah. and limits and limits. Yeah, and I'm hoping that maybe TJ will get a chance to call us in. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and um, take a uh, short break. And we'll come back with none other than the sheriff. He's got some information he wants to give us. And then we'll move in to more tuna fishing. We'll talk about Queen Charlotte safaris and so on. Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA, Santana, and Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> a heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh-oh. 
Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Angels Radio A30, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. Boy. Like Ronnie used to say, if you don't know what this song means, you've probably been under a rock for nine years. Because almost from the inception, Ron, we played this song, not only because it's ZZ Top, one of his favorite all-time bands, but this is one of his all-time favorite songs. And since he has a title of CEO of Filmdom, the Sheriff, the Jigslinger, we give him what he wants. Without further ado, the sharpest dressed fisherman in Southern California, the sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Oh, my, my gosh, Sergio, what an intro. Anyway, good morning, Sergio, Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Andrew. You got the A team in there today, uh, Sergio. You know, I, I want to hear more, and I know we will a little bit later in the program about your Queen Charlotte Safari trip. Welcome back. I've been enjoying your photographs on on Facebook. You know, I I know you and I've been I've been there with you several times, and Steve Carson and I have been there many times back in the Ronnie Kovac days. And of course, it's it's just a beautiful place, uh, Ida Gwaii, Queen Charlotte Safari. So anyway, I want to get cut right to the chase here this morning because we've got an episode running tomorrow. That we haven't ran actually since the spring because we actually filmed it back in the winter. And I'll cut to the chase. It's Palmdale Finn and Feather. And what I'd like to do this morning is because uh, for those who think it's a wintertime only thing, I would like to bring in our, our freshwater expert, Andrew Mack. And Andrew, if you would uh, let folks know what's going on at Palmdale Finn and Feather right now as we speak. Okay, hold, hold on a second. So before it goes to his head, Ron, we can't, you can't say expert to him. Enthusiast. <laughs> Freshwater enthusiast. Okay. Well, that's up to you, Sergio. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> now, go ahead. Go ahead, Earthworm. 
Yeah, so definitely, Danny, you're right. It's, the fishing is phenomenal right now. And what just started uh, three minutes ago is their yearly annual catfish derby. And I say three minutes ago because official start time is 6 a.m. Uh, they have the, It goes for 12 hours today, uh, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, it's the top three heaviest catfish caught. And, and they just stopped yesterday. They put 1,000 pounds of fish in. Uh, for this derby, but there is just there's thousands of catfish just swimming around this lake that people are catching every day. You know there there's limits being caught. There's bigger fish being caught. I mean it's just it's just phenomenal fishing. And and what's even more crazy about this whole thing is that we are now coming to you know the last what week and a half of August. People are getting limits of trout in the middle of Palmdale still. And not just from a boat; they're getting them from the docks, from the shore. The, uh, uh, was it Martin and uh, and Valerie were out there two weeks ago uh, fishing from a dock, and Martin was saying that there's a school, there was a school of trout, at least forty to fifty fish that swam through, and they're watching them just swimming, was swimming through. This place is so stacked with 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 everything, and it's cool to see, you know, a year-round fishery, you know, for trout, you know, when they're open. That that in the middle of the desert and and these trout you know they're considered now holdover trout. I mean that you know they haven't stocked since April was the last stocking, and people still today are getting limits. Not not just one or two. I mean we're talking five fish limits. You know for these things, and all the other species are biting as well. You get guys on the shore that are walking docks that are catching bass every day. And these are not tiny fish either. I mean, they're, you know, within that four to six pound. I've even seen a few eight-pounders caught, um, you know, for the largemouth. They're catching a big bluegill, big crappie. Uh, they're getting, you know, the big carp that, you know, when you do catch a carp at the lake, obviously don't let it go. Um, I believe they still have their monthly carp derby going on, meaning that whatever anglers are catching the most pounds, uh, you know, for the month, uh, they get uh, an award at the end of the season. I want to say it's, uh, it's $100 per month, I believe, and they add that to your next year's, um, uh, what do you call it, your next year's dues, uh, you know, to renew your membership. And what's cool is within, uh, I would say, within two months, uh, it's almost going to be time for the feather part of Fin and Feathers. Uh, duck season is going to start. Uh, the official start date there is uh, October 21st, um, you know, for the ducks. So, I mean, there's so many options at this place. You know, we, we kind of cover it all in the episode, you know, as far as we talk, you know, we, we get into, you know, the option of, yeah, you can come out here and duck hunt. You know, you, they have geese that come through. Um, but, I mean, just to see how phenomenal the fishing is, you know, it's just it's just a really fun place for the entire family, you know, for members and guests of the members. I mean, if you have a boat, you can launch your boat there, you know, after obviously your two-week quarantine, you know, but there's so much, you know, access as far as fishing on the shore. I mean, they, they spent, you know, all last year doing all the maintenance. I know uh, uh, Joe over there, they, they actually hooked up their, their barge where they put, you know, uh, uh, like a tractor thing in there to rip out, you know all the all the toolies and everything like that that they cleared all the shore space i mean it's just if you you know it's just phenomenal place to fish i know when we were there we had a great time you know i had that big lightning you know you had the big lightning um you know tony was catching fish i mean fishing syndicate you know oliver was there you know he was 
he was doing product testing behind the dock and he caught a trout, you know, on a small crankbait. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we were just the kid, all the kids there. I know little Kyle was there. He was catching them. I mean, you know, it was just, and then, uh, uh, that little girl, she was, you know, she was giving us a tutorial how she was catching fish. I think, what was she remember? She was what, seven years old? I think six it's or just, no, five or six. So she was actually giving a yeah, tutorial. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was just, it's just a really phenomenal place. You know, like like even when they had a, a, their trout derby, Mike Mike Orb, you know, Casey Angler, Mike Orb, he won it on a pocket pole. Like he was out there trolling on like a foot and a half pocket pole on some lure that's probably hasn't been in the waters for probably 30 years. And he threw that out there trolling, and that's what he caught his six and a half pounder and won the derby. Mm-hmm. It's just, but you hear these stories all the time about this place. And it's like, you know, there's a reason why I don't mind driving an hour and a half from my house to go there bright and early in the morning as much as possible, you know, throughout the year. Cause it's just yeah, and phenomenal. it's not just trout, it's catfish, it's bass, it's crappie. They have it all. And like you said, then the hunting season comes up and you got all the geese you want, duck. So it's all good. So um, you'll get a chance to, uh, on this episode, uh, Danny, um, it really, really focuses on the trout. Okay, because the trout were like crazy. All right, they everywhere you looked. So we really concentrate on the trout. I, I if we do another one uh, with them, and I think we are next year, uh, we're probably going to make it more about catfish and bass. Okay, um, because the bass fishery there is phenomenal. Okay, or we'll do a sprinkle of all three and then uh, put it together. But it's a, it's almost a full year of, of fishing, and if you like hunting, you got a full year period of everything. So, um, great episode, Jackson. Great episode. Yeah, it really is. And Andrew, I want to I want to thank you for the update there. You know, when you were telling me all that, I said, you know what, this would be a great time because this is really a fan favorite to run our Palmdale Fin and Feather episode. So anyway, we're going to air that tomorrow, Sergio, and a. And uh, an important note, tomorrow and probably tomorrow only, I'm sure, our show, um, the Palmdale Fin and Feather, will air at 7.30, an hour earlier tomorrow. So I'm sure everyone has their uh, VC, their DVRs set anyway. But it will be on 7.30, Valley Sports West, tomorrow morning. And again at 9 tomorrow morning on SoCal HD, and then three more times during the week. So plenty of time to get to watch that. But... Thanks again, Andrew. I really appreciate that update. That That's important. And uh, this is a great episode that, Sergio, we're looking forward to. Absolutely. Jackson, we'll see you at breakfast? Yes. Uh, yeah, breakfast at Mills Diner, Fountain Valley 730. See you guys there. All right. Thanks. Okay. See you see later, you Sheriff. All right. That was Danny Jackson, CEO of Filmdom, producer extraordinaire. Well, you know okay. what's interesting about Danny is uh, when he wears his holsters, that double rig setup, he doesn't have guns in there. It's He's got jigs hanging on the side. That's what's impressive. Okay. That is good. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that, 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 that's a good stretch. Um, that's a good stretch. All right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's still happening at, at any anywhere you go. I mean, there's still fish to be had. Before we go to break, I want to make sure that um, I mention this to Ron. So I want I want to make sure you you realize that yeah that I have a direct line and I speak her language. Okay, so Daniela, 
okay? Uh, she was being very nice to you, telling that she liked your ponytail. Who? Okay, Daniela Villarreal. See, no. the problem is we know each other. Okay, she calls no, me don't. Uncle Serge. No, yes, yes, don't. yes. She plays. She plays electric guitar. You're talking bro. about the singer that's going to be famous. Uh huh. No, she plays electric guitar. You don't know for well. You know for who because of Steve Carson. Thank you, Steve. He's making it sound like he knows. I mean, she she's she's not really a blonde, but she has blonde hair. I don't know. She's she's very thin. I mean, what else you may tell, tell you? Tell you what, her? this band is. You know, I know it's not fishing, but wow. I, I, my expectations are blown away, and yes, they will be famous. Okay. There is no doubt about it. I haven't been able to find out for sure if they, if they don't seem to have time to ever go fishing. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I'll know, ask her next time she that. talks to me again, <laughs> and uh, I'll ask and her. And if they do. To you, but not to me. <laughs> if they do, invite them to go out with us. We'll take them. Oh, fishing. absolutely. And you know. Steve, I, I still got to thank you for that. That was uh, beyond my expectations, and, and I've, I've actually turned on four or five people to it, and I can't wait until the next time around. So, Yeah. yeah Maybe I'll join week. you. I'll, maybe I'll join you on the next one. The, the, the group is called The Warning, and uh, their, their sound is very much what Ron and I like, which is, you know, 1970s rock. They are, they're not pop, not any of that other stuff. Uh, they're not disco, that's for sure. No, but you know, um, so, it, it's nice for me to listen to my parents' uh, music. You know, you see how I do that, Andrew? This is not fishing, and yeah. yes, we are yeah. a fishing show, but we are about life, and life is get up and do something, no matter what. Just incredible. I, Steve, uh, thank you, man. I, I actually now have three of their... CD. So okay, since you got so so special, I'll, we got to go to break. So <laughs> yeah. let me leave you with this: uh, <laughs> words from Martin Luther King Jr. The time is always right to do what is right. This is Angler Chronicles right. on Radio a Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLA. We'll be right back. There's too much pain in my heart now that she's gone. Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-845-2930. That's 657-845-2930. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. 
Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM 830-KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles in... Uh, Let's get into fishing, okay? We talked about a little bit of tuna, dorado, yellowtail. We talked about that uh, bluefin up in uh, Monterey. Uh, um, there is a sprinkle of albacore. What, you want to say something? Well, yeah, we'll, I'll get there in a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right, I just want to remind everybody, Taco Tuesday is this Tuesday. We've got a couple of spots on the Helena for Thursday. We have one spot available for the Ocean Odyssey, two and a half day. Look pretty, because we make an episode out of that one. So if you like to be on TV, that's a good one. Uh, we have the Clemente on September 14th at a Dana Wharf. Uh, we got a couple of spots there. And then after that, I guess we go in. But, but then you had, well, you had one more. It was a, oh, Victory. Victory. Fishers of Men trip. We actually donate that boat so that we can raise money for uh, for that, in fact, let's talk about it. The Enterprise, okay? Yeah, they sold out. They sold yeah. out. Um, they had uh, bass. Uh, they had some sculpin, and they had this huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the weight, but it looked twenty-five, thirty plus. Okay, nice halibut there. So that's what's going on. Um, tuna. Um, uh, let me just go around the table here. Uh, just give me. It's going to be a short table. <laughs> well, I made oh. the show, so I, yeah. I oh god, done. I just got that part. Oh boy, don't make me play your. Don't make me play hey, your theme song. You're the one that did it. Said it. I didn't say. Okay, so, you said it was going to be a short about, table. Tuna? Yeah, you better change the subject real quick. All right, so let's let's just do this. Um, you know, people listen to us all the time, and and they like when when we tell them a couple of inside tips. Okay, so uh, beyond you know the, you know the rods and all that, I mean, one and only one, so we can be for for time's sake. One tip that you would say, you know, I do this and this will help you improve. So let me go with, let me start with, with you. I'll start with you, Ron. Well, no, go go to Steve. <laughs> no, because I actually have something I want to say okay, about so, that, but so I want that, to know what size fish. Okay, so uh, so let me go to the earthworm, Andrew. Fishing tuna, okay. Um, let's just say the fish are the 60 to oh, perfect. 60 to 150 range um one tip something you do that you think you get a bit better definitely i would say obviously use whatever line that's getting bit so something that big you're looking at you know if you can get away with with some heavier 60 pound floral uh if they're being picky make it down to 40 but the main thing that i do when tuna fishing especially what we were doing uh this past saturday on the trip is Everybody that got bit, 
was spending a lot more time at the bait tank. Okay, I, I told you, I told you, This you guys always do this, one, you chose the line, you die with your line, okay, because that allows maybe Ron or, or Steve Carson to talk about bait, because by the time you get to me, there ain't nothing left, you got it? Well, you always show up with a bass rod, so it doesn't matter. That's true. I do the bass rod, but I, 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 <laughs> no matter what size of fish. Oh, are. that was a good. That was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> well, I'm catching rockfish and, and Queen Charlotte safaris on the bass rod, so there you go. All right, so uh, here's the deal. Okay, um, important line. Always start with the heaviest line first, uh, unless you know that something working along the, the along the lines of line okay ask your captain and deckhands okay they, they they're out there constantly what's been working and then have something ready i think you got to have right now if during the day 30 and 40 are your best bet i would have a 20 25 ready as well but 30 to 40 and also you know load up on on um uh, uh i want to say spectra but steve doesn't like it when i say spectra Okay. Joe spun yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. All right, <laughs> so braided lines, okay, and that way all you need to change is the top, okay. I mean, you can you can go from, you know, 20 to 40 to 60, no problem, depending on your backing, okay. Just remember what pound test you put that braid line, and then just put four feet. You don't need more than four feet, okay. That helps out a lot. So line, okay. Now, Ron, you mean to come to you? Yeah, I, I. Now that you said, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, okay. whatever, you got to make sure you have the right rod um, and reel, and and. Um, so tackle, tackle, yeah. It, uh, <clears throat> you know, and you know, I'm going to say, Andrew, you got to have fresh line, but yeah, it's got you got to have the right reel that can handle that because you do not know what you're going to have when you throw it out right now. The so way what you're is. saying, I can't take my bass rod. Well, you shouldn't, but you can because uh, you I do, do. <laughs> it. So, and you know what's you funny? Can't stop him. I know. You can't make him okay. Stop. You know. No. You know when I said that joke about? Hold, now, wait. About shorts going to be a short. I didn't even think about the joke. I'm talking about I'm the only one at the table. It's going to be a short table. I did not even think about okay. making so a joke. So far, okay, you, you dug the, the grave halfway, so I know. it almost says, Sha. So, but now there's I can't another stop part laughing. of her name, Sha. <laughs> okay. Don't make me say so, the other yes, half. The, the rod. And, and, you know, Fishing Syndicate makes a, you know, Phenomenal. from the M all the way up to the extra heavy that you probably may end up using for, the, for this. And in the real accurate. Uh, yeah, and just okay. um, perfect. Good. You know, and tackle. and tackle is very important. In fact, I would tell you, as the fish get bigger, your rod should get shorter. Exactly. Okay, and please use the rail. Okay, that's that's a good way of doing it. All right, Carson, coming to you. One. Well, uh, you know, on my pan fishing university trips, I loan out a lot of rods. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't babysit all of them. I loan them out. And at the end of the trip, whatever the link is, I get them back. And I am shocked. Yeah. I say shocked <laughs> yeah. at some of the knots that I see. And, you know, when I obviously when I can help people or when they ask or if I just notice, you know, I'll help people tying with, with their tying their knots. And, and obviously any member of the crew will help with the tying the knots. Sometimes it gets pretty crazy. And you have to be able to tie your own at certain times. 
And I am telling you, the number one reason that fish get away is poor knots. The time to practice your knots is not when the fish are boiling around the boat. It's when you're sitting at home at the at the uh, uh, the comfort of your own desk chair and practice, practice, practice your knots. Make sure you can get them to snug all the way down. Lots of spit. It's gross, but you need to do it. Knots, knots. And cinching, 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 cinching. Um, I have a question from a, a listener. Uh, uh, what is the best length of oh, your, when you're fly lining for your top shot? Uh, I mean, from the braid to the either mono or floral. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to have the easiest and the fastest knot to tie is called the RP for Royal Polaris, or sometimes called the John Collins knot. There are other good ones. No, he's asking, no, Steve, the the, the listener's asking the length of the leader. Right. My leader leader goes from the tip of the rod down to just a little bit past the the reel. But that's what I do. Steve Carson, how do you like your leader? What's the length? Well, if you talk about, uh, I've got a three-part. I go from braid to a (laughs) mono top shot to fluoro. Mm. The fluoro length is... Just long enough so that when I cast, the knot doesn't go, go through the rod tip. Hmm. That's anywhere from, from four to six feet, depending on the rod. And then my top shot, in general, my personal top shots are usually 25 yards. And on my loaner stuff, because you never know exactly what the experience level is of the person you're loaning to, my loaner stuff has 50-yard mono top shots. Now the the mono is like a little shock absorber, and that we right. that's a little bit deeper. Uh, how about you, Andrew? What kind of a leader? What what length leader are you like? Um, well, I mean, I I like both methods with the mono or just the the top shot. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm going just straight braid to uh, fluorocarbon, typically uh, anywhere from four to six feet, like what Ron said, that's a perfect example of how to do it. Yeah, just the and, length and, of the rock. Yeah. That way, when you cast. That that connection knot is not going to get stuck or hit that you know the the end loop there. So yeah, because what's happening, that's, that's, folks, and, and understand this: uh, these rods as they get you know more and more advanced, the 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 eyes are getting smaller and smaller. So that knot, uh, when you go to cast, if it hits the any of the guides, it's going to mess up your cast. I'm going to I'm going to do that. Yes, I use about four feet. Okay, I, I've realized I just wanted way shorter uh, closer than not problem is you sometimes end up tying more leaders the other thing if we're fishing uh the bigger fish you're gonna have to get a mental idea of the size of the fish and leader should be at least okay the size of the fish from nose to tail and then the other thing if the fish are a little bit if they're not totally on the surface Maybe a few feet down. Sometimes your bait doesn't want to swim right. I know you can butt hook it and you can do all kinds of things to make that bait do what you want it to do. But every time I cast one of those, I like to cast very hard and unfortunately to get distance, they come off. So I nose hook, okay? And I've had great, great luck with it. So what I would tell you then, and this gets expensive, load up uh, the fluorocarbon. Fluorocarbon will sink, and that will push your bait down. And that way, when you cast, 
you won't get to the knot. It comes later. All right. All right. Well, let's take that, that. That's a few things. I didn't get to do mine. Right. And I want to real quick, I want to thank Mike Blue for that question. Oh, it was Mike Blue. Good Excellent. morning, Mike. Excellent, Mike. And when we come back, I'll give you mine. And we'll talk a little bit more about fishing. Folks, Taco Tuesday this Tuesday. Don't forget. All right. Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And we'll bring it. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And we were going about, you know, one tip. We heard line. We heard tackle. You know, the proper rod and reel size uh, with me with a little bit in parentheses. Uh, we heard about, uh, what, what did Steve say? Um, oh, no, not nothing. No, you, you didn't get to yours because, uh, Ron, we had that question about the line length. Right. Um, but, however, and remember, too, this goes with the tackle. Check your drags. Correct. Okay. Oh. Correct. In fact, uh, Don Southern Thanks, asked, Don. said drag, drag, drag. Did you see what I responded? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, absolutely, drags, absolutely. I, I think that goes with your tackle. So, right. we got line, we got tackle. Carson, did you give one? Uh, yeah, not. Not. Not at home. 
don't learn to tie a knot out on the boat, and learn to tie your own knot. Let's see. Well, make sure that make sure that you're getting them to snug all the way down. And, yes, and you guys, and, and Steve brought up a great point. You need to do this so you're so proficient at it that when you do need to tie a knot on the boat, it's done quickly. I've seen guys try to tie a knot and the bite's over. Not only that, you got to be able to do it in the dark. Yeah, it, uh, yeah right I'm good now, at that, baby. And right now. <laughs> Um, you know, you're catching a lot of big fish at night. All right, so mine, I, and I debated whether it was the bait, but I'm going to give you another one that I use. Smallest hook you can get away with, okay? And uh, we saw a lot of that this year, and it's really weird. Then I go all the way up to uh, British Columbia, for example, and they're using the biggest hook you can find. You go down to Mexico, it's the biggest hook. And I go, no, 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 I like to go smaller, okay? I would go smallest hook you can get away with. You can put a number two on a regulation size sardine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do a number four. That gets a little bit tighter, but... I think a two is probably the smallest one that I w- it would make sense to use. Now, back in the day, we used to use size fours and even sixes for the albacore, but wow. we had these little pinheads. Yeah, but we had pinheads. Yeah. Okay, they can get sensitive about that. All right, we talked about uh, one tip. Um, can we can we go back to bait? Okay, go back to bait. Um, Steve, uh, how? Yeah. When you're using a small hook like Sergio, I do the same thing. I use a two, sometimes a, a one. But what's the best way to rig or, or, or bait up a sardine with a smaller hook? And well, in general, uh, I'll either do what they call a belly hook, which is not – in fact, I, I just put up a video on, uh, on Friends of Angler Chronicles. We'll actually show how to do it, but I'll either do what they call a shoulder hook or – as I like to say, if a fish had a neck, <laughs> it's in the nape of the neck, very lightly, or right in the middle of a sardine's belly, there's two little fins, right. or small fins, and underneath those, those are supported by literally a wishbone, like, 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 in, a, like in a chicken or a turkey. So c- compared to the rest of the sardine's body, it's pretty secure. So I'll, uh, I'll put my hook right there. One of those two spots, almost always. Sergio with his nose hooking, it, it, that's a good way to do it if, if you're trying to do one of two things. Cast it really far, or anytime you're using a sinker, you always, always, always nose hook. Well, I, I, you know, I, I am amazed by Sergio how he, he never belly hooks or butt hooks, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but um, he's always through the nose, and he always gets bit. And it's, it's amazing to me. How he can get? I think he trains them on the side, and, and they will dive. I never. And. Well, but the secret. I give you the secret. All right. So um, people don't realize, but um, uh, spectra braided lines will, will float. Okay, and uh, I I once in a while will use hollow core. Why do I use hollow core? Well, I like the way it lays flat on my reel and. Um, the other thing I like, it doesn't cut my fingers off, okay? You know, when, when, when braid gets really, really wet and you're using your thumb to bring it back in, it'll start cutting into your line. Well, uh, you know, the, the, the hollow cord tends not to do that. Nonetheless, 
okay? They all seem to float. So, fluorocarbon sinks. So I, I, what, what I'll, I will do many a times, put 10 yards. Right. Okay. Put, uh, I've been crazy enough to put the entire spool, just a brand new spool of 30, and just put the whole spool of fluorocarbon on. That'll give you 25 to 30 yards, depending on the brand. Okay. Um, some, I mean, the Daiwa line, the J Floral, will give you 50 yards. If I can get away with 50 yards, I'll put 50 yards. Believe me, there's no way I can cast 50 yards. Okay, and that's straight fluorocarbon, and that'll make that bait. The, the, the more he runs out, the deeper he's going to go. All right, so, um, and well, again, if you choose a good bait, he'll, choose, he'll move. Well, I was, when we were with uh, um, um, uh, Jay and um, Joe, mm-hmm. I noticed they were doing it in the back. Uh, yeah, they put so, it around the top of the back. Right, so... I thought that was quite interesting. And until we taught him, uh, until Ben and I exactly. had him on the boat, so and we said, you know, that that may work with the type of bait that they have there. Right. Because the other thing you got to keep in mind is what kind of bait. You know, so if you're using uh, an anchovy, it's different than using a sardine. Um, what's the quality of the bait? If they're really weak, you're going to hook them up one way. If they're not, you know, we'll hook up a different way. I primarily nose um, hook them because, like Steve said, I can get distance, okay? And I need to get that bait as far away from the boat. My odds of catching a fish really improve the further I get from the boat. So the and the fastest I can get there, they can they'll bite my bait before they bite yours because it is, you know, that's how they that's how they work, you know. So those are my little things. Anything you to add, either one of you, Andrew or Steve? Yeah, if you're noticing after you've hooked your bait, if you're noticing a lot of scales in your hand, yep. uh, you're squeezing the bait too tight. So what do we what do we always say? A bait's like an M and M; it should melt in the fish's mouth, not in your hand. You like you that? You like, that's it. you like that one, that's Steve? It. This guy's such a philosopher. <laughs> okay, so a uh, great tackle tip, um, Carson. Just post a tackle tip, uh, volume 224 for big tuna tackle. That's a good one. Good, 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 good. All right. Um, uh, anything else that you guys would add? I mean, there's a lot that we can give them, exactly. but like right now, you know, right now, I would say. Um, 20 to, uh, 30, 20 to 40 pound test, 20, 30, 40, and then I would. Sergio, here's the thing. Let, 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 let me interrupt because people are always saying, well, you know, I went out and I only used and then fill in the blank one particular rod. Because not only on any given day, any given school of bluefin that comes up onto the boat, they may be 15 pounds, they may be 250 pounds. You don't know. Now, so what happens is. Um, you know, you go out, you're like, an, and the school that comes up under your boat, they're all, let's pick a number, they're all 60 pounds. So you use your 40-pound rig, and you're thinking, what did I lug all these other things for? Because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, and for that matter, in the morning when you wake up, uh, you, you know, right after breakfast, all the tuna around the boat are 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the boat's drifting, drifting, drifting. You're catching a few fish here and there. And then about lunchtime, the fish are about 70 pounds. So you switch rigs, and you're drifting, drifting, drifting. And then just before dinner, they're 250 pounds. Yep. The boat 
never started its engine. <clears throat> in one, it, now, it drifted a little bit, obviously, but if you aren't ready to capitalize on those completely different conditions, also, the tuna may be right on the surface, and they may be literally 400 feet down. And, once, and the captain will tell you, you don't have to guess, um, but you have to be ready. And, you know, as I like to say, Sergio, some people just go out fishing to get, to get out of mowing the lawn, and whatever they catch is, is fine. It's kind of uh, beside the point. But if you're going out and you're spending a lot of your money, and for, for, for many people, it's not so much the money, it's the time commitment, getting away from all their other responsibilities to go fishing. Um, it, it's just terrible if you've done all that and then you're not prepared to actually catch the fish. And so that's, that's the way you got to look at it. Well, I had a guy tell me, uh, this on the last Ocean Odyssey trip, um, guy, you guys brought seven, eight rods. That's a waste until that 200-pounder lands during the middle of the night, and then during the day we got 20-pounders, and the guy looked at me and goes, I understand now. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, Steve, you never know. Yeah, and you just be prepared, and um, and the best way to do that is carry your bass rod with you, and it'll get you out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> I can't handle hey, hey, it. Wait a minute, Ron. But Ron, I'm, 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 I can't reach. Actually, I can't reach that far. Does Sergio oh. actually carry his own tackle? Actually, he does. I'm I'm impressed. Um, well, yes, and and no, but yes, he does. <laughs> I thought Sergio <laughs> has like a caddy. I got it. Remember, I got to ride with him in the car. I have to be. You know what, Rhonda? Rhonda bought me this cart that folds up. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> I put everything in the cart, especially for like a uh, you know, an overnight day and a half. You have pillows and blankets and all that stuff. So, um, okay, so no problem. All right, so uh, hey, 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 Steve, you're not gonna believe this. Yeah. Daniela just texted Sergio. In Spanish. And, and yes, and said, "Thank you, Uncle Sergio. Say hi to all the guys and tell Ron I love his ponytail." You wow. see, you see, you guys don't realize I had to show it to wow. Ron so he can see it. And uh-huh. we gotta find Carson, out one of his friends did it. But no, 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 that that's her. You saw her picture <laughs> on the number. Yeah, I always take pictures in case I can't see. Oh, but anyway, no, so I'm never gonna hear the end of it. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. But listen, um. Let's just do this. I want to, again, remind everybody, Taco Tuesday and the Helena next week. Okay, so thir- Taco Tuesday on Tuesday and the Helena on Thursday. And then I want to start talking about this wonderful trip I took, and it's going to take a little bit. i got to give you some love. One thing I forgot, make sure, thank you, Mike Blue, make sure you're marking your line with your depth. And if you take your wingspan of your arms and put it out, it's usually under like five feet or maybe a little longer. Um or you can have a friend hold it in the bow and go all the way to the back and ask, right. the, ask, ask the captain how uh, how long the boat is. So this guy, yeah, that's true. Or the easy part, just go ahead and get, when you put on your uh, your braided line, just get the one that always comes marked. It's color-coded. You know every color is 50 feet. You know, Sergio, hmm. um, on just about every longer trip that I go on, I actually measure you know one rail or the other from from the back corner uh, 50 feet, and I'll make a little mark with a grease pencil so that it'll scrub right off when the deck can scrub it. And I know exactly what 50 feet is. So if somebody has, you know, a, a rod or reel with line that isn't marked, 
Um, in just a couple of minutes of work, uh, that angler and myself can get their get their rig marked down as deep as they want. You know, um, we can mark it every fifty feet. We can mark it every hundred. Uh, most people mark it down to three hundred. A few mark it down, like me. I mark it down to four hundred. And there's a couple of captains, and again, these are the guys that are looking at the fish, you know, on their electronics all night and all day. They they like it, uh, like Captain Mike Lackey on the Vagabond. He likes people to mark the line down to 500 feet. So that when he says they're at 500, you can go right to them. There okay. you go. Yeah. That's a long way down, but it's a long way up, too. All right. Especially when you got a tune on into it. Hey, right. <sighs> yep. Very good. Okay. Um, anything else before hey, I... Yeah. Yeah, real, real quick, um, uh, in just just over a month, um, just letting everybody know, I don't know if we covered it last week, uh, but they did announce the days uh, for lobster season. And lobster season is going to start 12 hours early uh, this year. So instead of doing it at 6 in the morning on Saturday, uh, it's going to start September 29th at 6 p.m. on a Friday. Uh, now what that means is you're going to have more time to hoop, uh, it's going to go September 29th uh, to March uh, 20th at 11.59 p.m. A couple things that changed this year um, are it used to be, you know, if you're on a boat, uh, everybody, especially a private boat, everybody had to put their Go ID number on the actual buoy. Uh, this year they changed it to where just one angler has to have their Go ID uh, marked on the buoy. Uh, still, everybody on the boat has to have a lobster uh, card and they have to have their own lobster gauge. Um, you know, it has to be you know on you or next to you somewhere in your vicinity. Um, it's still, if you're gonna be lobster hooping and you're by yourself on a boat, uh, it's only five hoops you're allowed uh, if you're by yourself. If you have two anglers or 10 anglers on your boat, you're allowed 10 uh, right there. If you're gonna be on a, on a pier, uh, you're only allowed two hoop nets on a pier. Um, and the most, I would say, one of the most important things is your daily catch limit is seven lobsters. But that does mean that is your daily and your possession limit of seven. Meaning that if you have seven lobsters and you come home one day, you put them in your freezer, and you still have those seven lobsters, you haven't eaten them, you cannot go back out and go catch seven more. You're only allowed seven lobsters at a time. Yeah, so it's seven lobsters total in possession, and I have heard of fishing game actually following you people home, and uh, they take their catch, no problem. But then they say, okay, we had, and they can go in without a search warrant. Okay, so to let you people know. Okay, I'm yeah, getting some. Sergio, uh, Sergio, I want to, Sergio, I wanted to add one thing. Going all the way back to the first half of the show something that Andrew Andrew did mention it, and I threw something up on the uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles, and that is regarding the Kern River, because I have some family connections to Kernville. My brother was a guide there for many, many years, a uh, whitewater guide, and the Kern River, wh- wh- even if it's not super high like it is now, Kern River is very, very dangerous. Be very, very cautious. Man. When you're fishing the Kern River, if they're just now starting to stock, hey, I got music probably com- be stocking their, their whole year's worth of stock. It's going to be great, so be be careful. Okay, we got some music coming, so hang hang on tight. 
When I get back, let me see if you guys let me tell you about <laughs> Charlotte Safaris. All right. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLIA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. I can't believe the two hours are almost no gone, kidding. so I'm going to jump in. And first, I'm going to say that the, uh, you know what the bird, the big bird span, his wingspan is? Yeah, I saw it. What is it? Six foot five inches. So, wait, so when he does, when he marks his uh, line, he can. You know, he doesn't have to do as many well, times. Well, he should just do one, put it on his nose and out this way. Well, that would be <laughs> three feet, three point two five. There you go. Very All good. Right. Be correct. Okay. Okay. Hey, and by the way, when you mark your line close, close enough, you don't have to be exactly, exactly on the money. So they're going to be in a range anyway. Okay. So let me tell you about where I was because this was really, really cool. I uh, headed up to British Columbia. Steve, you've been there. Um, fantastic um, place. It's it, nature at at its best. Uh, where you fish for these salmon, king salmon, Chinook. Um, you got cohos. We didn't see anything else in that, but they also have, depending on the time of the season, uh, silvers and pinks. We did have some springs, but springs is pretty much a, a Chinook anyway. Um, a silver and a coho is the same thing also. Oh, okay. There you go. So... They have many names, as you can see. Okay, uh, the weather was not the best on this particular trip, but it's re- it was really odd. But I think that this year we've had some really bizarre weather everywhere, and I think it has something to do with that super El Nino that, that that's being that has already formed the equator. It's going to have a lot of influence and in a lot of weather. Um, I mean, look at that cur- crazy hurricane that came through. Okay, luckily, it swung inland. For us, unlucky for the people that were in its past. Uh, but anyway, I, I was up there. The weather was like a little choppy, but 
It was limits for lingcod. If you like lingcod fishing, in fact, Rhonda said, you know what? I just want to fish for lingcod. <laughs> okay. It was crazy. Line pullers. I mean, it was great. I had a king uh, well over, I, I mean, over 20. Let's just say over 20. Um, easy, uh, peasy. I do not use the knuckle buster. I let Rhonda use the knuckle buster. I said, you need to go ahead and experience it. Guess what she did on the first one, Steve, on her, her, her first fish with a knuckle buster? Uh, landed a giant one. She busted her knuckle. No. <laughs> and, and, blame, and blame you? No, 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 no. I, I, we told her. You should have. We told her, but she did it. And then the second time, believe me, she learned her lesson and let go as she's supposed to. She did get catch uh, two fish on that. And then I said, all right, now that you've tried it the old way, let's try it the new way with our rods and reels. And then, of course, you don't ever miss one when you have drags, okay? So um, the fishing was, uh, I mean, was was good, okay? Um, not great because of the weather, but it was good, beautiful as ever. So we did something a little bit different this time. We actually beached the boat on purpose. We went to a um, an abandoned Haida village, okay? That, uh, yeah, it's been abandoned for a hundred years. And we went in there and we saw the last two front-facing totem poles in North America. Yeah. Okay, it was just just crazy there. Okay, I got a, a Ross in Long Beach trying to get through. Let, you know, let's see if we can get them in. But anyway, guys, hook up baits for the win. I will tell you that. I, I had to because um, I tried other stuff, and it, it was really good. The hookup baits were the deal. The weather was a little bit tough, so I had to use my little southern california sense and um I, I told the captain let's get into a little bit shallower water and uh, let's go uh to where there's some kelp and they have bull kelp not the kelp that we have here and we found the bull kelp 80 feet of water um, and just started casting and we're catching black bombers black bass what's the correct name of those fish steve black rock fish okay black rock fish and they're like, uh, they act like calico bass. So I was throwing a, a little hookup bait at first, and they were so wide open, I decided to do the double hookup bait and was catching two at a time. And then I, I had two guys that were fishing with us. Both guys were named John. And uh, one is writing John Dickens. He run, he writes for Western Outdoor News. He says he might, I think he said he knew you, Andrew. He said he had seen your, nope. uh, yeah, I think he had seen your picture on the poster in the post office. Um, now nah, he knew your name. He knew your name. Um, and he writes, uh, he's, yeah, he's a freelance writer for Pacifico Sport Fishing and um, Western Door News. So anyway, so they were, it was there, it was great. Uh, highly recommend this trip. And... Um, Beauty at its best. We we celebrated Rhonda's birthday. Great accommodations. Um, I don't know what else to say. You need some the the quality on our boat. We had a forty two pound. And what do we say here? If you didn't weigh it, don't say it. We actually weighed it. We have a picture of the of the scale holding it. It is a certified scale because the other John belongs to the Long Beach Tuna Club, and they carry certified scales with them everywhere they go for their contest. So uh, they have slips. So all good. 
excellent trip. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just glad I was there with you, at least for that brief moment there. That was kind of cool. I'll tell you, the totems were something, and um, I got a picture pointing down at the ground, okay, to show my, my friends. So the, you see right here? This is where Andrew would be, okay, our resident <laughs> earthworm. You know, Andrew, uh, I, I told you when I got back this week, and I'm going to make it public here. Uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate you, and I love the addition uh, your addition to the team. You bring a lot to uh, to the team. So I, even though I joke with you all the time, I just want to say I, you are appreciated. Okay. And uh, we love you, bro. And welcome to Angler Chronicles, you know, uh, the correct way. Go ahead, Ron. Well, you know, it's, Blow I, a kiss. I've had, mm, but um, we've had so much fun at our giveaways and stuff like that. Andrew, thank you very much. I, you've brought a, a great spark. Of course. Yeah, thank God I mean, there was some, no fireworks. Somebody's got to be young around here, right? Yeah, thank God there was no fireworks around that spark. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. bunch. All right, we got about two minutes to go. Uh, Ron, do me a favor. Give the information on the Helena one more time. And the yeah, you can get in touch see. with me. We have two spots. I may only have one. I got just a message here. But we have a spot open. Uh, area code 714-969-9750. And I will return your call. Sometimes it's two, a couple, two, three days because we're out doing stuff, and that's what we do for a living, and it's fun. So just I will get back with you. Um, uh, the thing is, uh, we do have the Ocean Odyssey. One spot, guys, a uh, chance to catch something, fish of a lifetime, and be on film. Let's do it. All right. All right. Anything, any last uh, things you want to say there, Carson? Uh, well, you know, it, it came up a couple times this week, uh, again, as it always does, is the bluefin are every size, mm -hmm. from sub-20 pounds to there hasn't been a 300-pounder caught yet. But uh, as we hit September, the, they keep getting bigger and bigger. They keep eating more and more. That's why they're here. Mm -hmm. And they're both growing locally, and the bigger ones are arriving uh, you just got to be ready. Think about it. Would you go out and play golf with one club? Yeah, that's true. Um, All right, listen, I got against somebody good. Uh, Jackson, I got about it. 20 seconds. So um, uh, let me say this. Uh, Ross, unfortunately, in Long Beach, I can't get to you because the show is pretty much done. I won't, I won't have enough time to close it out. And um, real quick, just a sentence or two. I want to say, uh, uh, Shooters, our friend John there, thank you very much for the donations for Taco Tuesday. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah, make sure you come out Taco Tuesday, Michael Sports Pub and Grill. Give me the address real quick, Ron. 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. There you go. Um, just want to say this. I met a lot of great people, uh, followers of the show, both TV and radio, that were up there at Queen Charlie Safari, so shout out to them. And just remember one thing. A good friend is cheaper than therapy, so keep them close. All right, be kind to one, be kind to one another, and we will talk to you next week. Angler Chronicles, we're out. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.